Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. I'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what I'm going to ask, and I don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and professor, Dr. Jerry Joffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom. I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, and it's my pleasure to introduce today's students. Sitting on my right is an author and cat wrangler, Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Hi. Welcome to class. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Sitting on my left is Jeopardy champion, Arthur Chu. Hello. Hello, Arthur. Hi. Welcome back to class. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a long summer. It has been a long summer but it's all been leading up to this moment. <laughs> and sitting directly across from me is local actress, comedian, and equestrian, Cammie Blanchard. Hello. Hey, Cammie, how are you? Okay, how are you, Jerry? I'm very good, I'm so good. And I'm in such a good mood because I'm gonna ask today's class questions from across the breadth and width of human knowledge. And like any good teacher would, I'll be grading your answers. Okay. I'm screwed. <laughs> Should we be like real students and just ignore you? Yeah, I'm the somewhat interesting teacher. Yes. When, I, when I was I was in school, I was the such a teacher's pet. This is going to be fun. Well, that's why I'm making you all sit in the front row. See, there's no back row in this class. And as my students listening at home know, the student with the highest score in today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the golden banana. All right. Yes. All right. So okay. much heavier than a regular banana. <laughs> and um, so much more valuable and it's good for your self-esteem and i would like to say that today's class is being recorded live at the barnes and noble in mentor at the great lakes mall mm -hmm. all right so with the formalities out of the way i'd like to introduce our first topic i have here a name from history and we'll start by i'm just going to give you this name do any of you know what this person is famous for and this person's name is Elizabeth B.B. Grisham. Elizabeth B.B. Grisham. Eliza, Cammie, Arthur. Not John Grisham's wife, right? Not. No, Ooh. no. This person is more famous than that. Okay. Hmm. I have zero clue. Zero clue? What's I your guess? I do not know. I feel embarrassed, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna... If he doesn't know, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the benchmark. I'd like to point out that I'm giving Eliza and Cammie a million bonus points just to level the playing field. All right. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Uh, first of all, I assure you, you know what this person's famous for. It's not like super obscure. But having said that, I will give you a clue. Uh, Elizabeth Phoebe Grisham was born January 1st, 1752. January 1st, 1752? Yes. So is, is this like Elizabeth Phoebe Grisham? Is this like Lizzie Borden and her, that's her married name or something like that? Um, no, but I will say this person is better known by her married name. This is her, like, given name. Okay. Elizabeth Phoebe Grisham. So you would not know her as a Grisham. You would know her by her married name. Yeah. The famous Elizabeths. Yes. Eliza, you're kind of like an Elizabeth. Nope. You are. <laughs> you're the closest thing we have in class today. All right. Do you know uh, any other famous E.L. E e nope. women? Nope. Eliz women. Is this nope. Betsy Ross? Gold star Arthur Chu. Right. Right. Yeah. It is Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
That is her given birth name. She's famous for something that didn't actually happen. Right. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. And I, Cammy, I told you you would do this, didn't I? <laughs> you did. It's okay, because none of us had an answer. So. Soto. But he also answered the next two questions <laughs> in his answer. Um, well, as Arthur implied, what is Betsy Ross usually considered famous for having done? Something, something, flag, something, something. First American flag. It does involve the flag. It does involve the first American flag. That is the legend mm -hmm. that she sewed the first American flag. Um, as Arthur implied or stated that she did not actually right. do, there's no historical record that mm -mm. confirms her, that she did it. One of her descendants said that when he was campaigning for a political office because he knew that she'd sewn flags and so he made up a story that she sewed the very first flag but there's no evidence that that happens. So. Well she was um, I I will not flatly assert that she never sew, sewed sewn sewed yeah. a flag. So, Alright, she did sew flags. She sewed but, flags for the Navy. That was the thing. But she um, was known for sewing. Yeah. Um, so she was known for contributing to the Revolutionary War effort by sewing uniforms, sewing tents, sewing blankets, um, probably sewing flags. Again, mm -hmm. I'm in no position to rule that out, although it was not on my list of things that she was known for. Mm -hmm. uh, but common sense suggests that that's fine. Right. Um, her husband, she was married three times actually, but her first husband was John Ross, and uh, he died during the Revolutionary War, actually. Hmm. Any chance any of you know what John Ross died of? Dysentery. That is like a brilliant guess. If you had to guess what somebody would have died of in the 1700s, dysentery is a good guess. But in this case, no. He was a casualty of war. Huh. John Ross. Um, I have no idea. Um, he was on guard duty in a munition store, and it exploded. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> Pretty unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. yes. Did it just exploded, like spontaneously? Apparently. Like, well, that sucks. Yeah, it was not under well, that, fire. It was not it's under not even a good story. espionage. That, no. that makes you nervous yeah. about, you know. Well, when you light everything with candles. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. <good. laughs> now, uh, let me ask you this, Eliza and Cammie and Arthur. Who is credited for probably or almost certainly sewing the first American flag. Oh. I'm not sure about this one. Sewing the first one, not like inventing it? Uh, I will say he, he, it is a he, so I've given you a clue, is credited sort of in Chronicles as designing it. Okay. So I don't know that he himself, what hand he played in sewing it, but yeah. he is credited with designing, designing the first. The first. Mm -hmm. I maybe knew this at some point. I know, I did some, at some, some point. Some, I can't one of the founding father dudes. He, he was. He's one of the signers of the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Yeah, one of the founding father dudes. Um, I don't know. He misleadingly girly named Francis. Francis Hopkinson. Francis Hopkinson. Yes. That's a good Not name. a girly name. It was an I or an E. That's what <laughs> makes it a... Yeah, yeah. Francis, not Frances. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Where do, you, where do you think Frank comes from? Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I think his friends called him Frank. Was that a nickname in the 1700s? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, he actually submitted a bill for his work designing the flag, and the original Continental Congress was known for not paying bills like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but actually, it's partially led to trouble with Benedict Arnold. They were yes. never paying Benedict Arnold <laughs> bills he was submitting. Um, but uh, Francis Hopkinson submitted a letter and a bill requesting wine as compensation 
for his flag design, which he did not receive. I like the way he thinks. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> a true artist. Um, I do have one other Revolutionary War colonial history flag-related question. As you look very enthusiastic about the history of flags. I'm just flags are great. Exercising my eyebrows. Well, it took an axolology. It took. Uh, you, you have great eyebrows, by the way. I wish our students listening at home could see them because they don't. They don't play well on <laughs> on radio. radio but, <laughs> but they are fantastic eyebrows. Um, the, my question is simply this: It took an act of the Continental Congress in 1777 to authorize the flag, and up until then, they used the flag they already had, uh, which was one of the British flags. The British mm -hmm. Empire had a flag specifically for the colonies. Mm -hmm. Anyone know what that flag was called? Uh, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. What that flag was? The history of flags. It's deep. It, the British flag. It is. It is one of those things like stamp collecting that once you start <laughs> learning about the history of flags, it's <laughs> so yeah. much detail, variation, and it's either fascinating or boring. I mean, because there's, like no, there's no middle ground. Have you ever seen the flag of Cleveland? I, so, um, <laughs> I have not. It says progress and prosperity. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to immediately look it up as soon as we're done with this podcast. <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> um, it was called the British Red Ensign, sometimes also called the British Meteor Flag. And it was designed primarily to be used by uh, colonial ships. Mm -hmm. uh, that's actually another thing you, you sussed out, Arthur. Flags in that era were used primarily on ships, actually, uh -huh. and occasionally forts, but primarily on ships. Right. So that was the original, sometimes known as the first continental colors, mm -hmm. was actually the British meteor. And then they realized they needed their own flag, and then they had their Flag Act of 1777. Oh, flag Act. A Flag Act sounds like something you want to not, you know, publicize in your later <laughs> life. You know, since I you committed some Flag Act. Since you called me on it, and I do have it in my lesson plan, it is properly called the Flag Resolution of 1777 <laughs> Guidelines for the American Flag. Guidelines. <laughs> Don't draw a dick on this. It's <laughs> just a suggestion. Your performance so far in class reminds me of something Cesar Chavez said about students. They must learn to think and act for themselves and be free. <laughs> you are all in desperate need of freedom, is all I wanted to say. We would like to take this opportunity to invite you to visit our website, www.goldstarclassroom.com. You'll find an archive of all past and current episodes, a list of all students from past seasons, a photo gallery, links to some of our sponsors, and the all-important donate button. As Benjamin Franklin once said, if you like a podcast, you should support it. And now, back to class. About four times a year... Dictionary.com adds new words, as do other dictionaries, but I'm specifically using Dictionary.com as my reference for this following question. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to do is, I have a list of some words that were added within the past year, so some of these words are probably familiar, already part of like a daily jargon, others might be more, you know, unusual, and some of these are words that already exist but have new meanings, oh, you know, like trendy okay. meanings. What I'd like to do is try this. I'm going to go around the table and we'll pick a student and I'll give you a word and you get to try to say what you think like the new word or new definition is and then if that student doesn't know then we'll let the other two try to answer too. Okay. So just uh, the first one is just an example because it's a famous example because there's a movie out which is Black Hat. Okay. So just this year dictionary.com added Black Hat to its dictionary 
and black hat is a new word for someone who does what? Oh, we're supposed to say uh, yes. the hackers. Five points for Eliza. Yeah. See, I knew you'd know. Is that okay. really new? That was like in the 80s and stuff. They said that. Well, the, well some, um, one thing I can confirm is that dictionary.com added it to yeah, their dictionary yeah, yeah. within the past now year. Now it's notable. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly sometimes things like uh, slang or subculture vocab yeah. takes time to float up to official reference, you know, official reference works like dictionaries and encyclopedias. Okay, so let's try. Since you got that one right, Eliza, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Do you know what astroturfing is? Yes. Can you tell me? Okay. Uh, that is when an organization tries to falsely show that there is a grassroots movement to to stop something or start something, but it's it's a a fake uh, activist sure. kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, perfect. Ten right. points. Right. Yep, and the system works. So we'll go around just a couple times. <laughs> Cami. Uh, this is a word that is an older word, but it has a relatively new or trendy meaning. So do you know the newer, trendy meaning of the word basic? <laughs> the word basic. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> this would be like teenagers or college students yeah. or people on reality shows using the word basic oh, okay. to mean... So obviously, as in not acidic is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, it is, though. In a way, that does make the opposite of acidic. You know? Yes. <laughs> Basic. I'm gonna say that's probably a. Um, is that a hipster that refuses to to eat kale smoothies? <laughs> you know, it it, it is probably has been more than one hipster has been called basic. I'm sure in mm -hmm. this context, Eliza or Arthur. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what they actually say is basic bitch, but that's me. Okay. No, so, but, <laughs> but it's it's a term applied to someone who is their tastes are very mainstream. They're very right. informed by the popular media. They're not independent or right. interesting. So it's like the opposite of a hipster. Sure. You know, and so so it's often applied to women, but you know, it's like it means like someone who who likes whatever the right. top 40 songs are and who yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that yeah, that's all perfectly correct. So 10 points for Arthur and the dictionary.com definition, they emphasize the word unoriginal. unoriginal. Someone whose style yeah. or fashion or taste is unoriginal. All right, that's the system. Okay, Arthur, but we, that brings us to you. What is a crash blossom? A what? Crash. Crash blossom. As in car crash and blossom. Now as we've a got flower. the hard one, crash blossom. I'm literally just going through the <laughs> list. Sounds, I'm not particular. That sounds like some kind of fake thing you'd make up for a science fiction novel. It know? certainly like, does. Crash <laughs> blossom. Um, does it mean like an explosion or? Nope. Okay, no. crash blossom. What do you blossom. think, Eliza or Cammy? have you heard this? All I can think of is the Death Blossom from the end of The Last Starfighter, <laughs> yeah. where, where yeah. the ship expends all of its ammo at once while flying in every direction at once. And I can't really, I'm not sure how to relate that. Nerd! Although that is not the answer I'm looking for, that is a winner of today's nerd prize. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations Death Blossom. For, the, for the most nerdy reference or answer in today's episode. Congratulations, Eliza. How do you know? <laughs> We've got plenty more episode to go. Well, we'll take it away and give it to the person who really deserves it if All we right. have to. All right. <laughs> it is um, an ambiguously worded headline whose meaning can be misinterpreted. Oh, oh, <laughs> I think I've actually heard that before. And they I give an yeah, example, yeah. missing woman remains found. 
Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there was one that actually was like Crash Blossoms, right? Like that's why they call it that. Is it? I, I did actually yeah. did not look up the you know history of any of these phrases. Uh. I just saw the article on Dictionary.com of well, their new words, yeah. like the word Mondegreen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't heard the word Mondegreen. That's that's Lady a misheard. That's a misheard song lyric. A commonly misheard. Oh, okay. Song. Okay. Um, but you know they laid him on the right. green, and people hear it as Lady Monda Green. Okay. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, on an earlier episode, we talked about um, acorns and malapropisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but that's like a yeah. specific variation. I hadn't heard that expression before. Okay, Eliza, we'll go around one more time. Okay. Um, docs, D-O-X. <laughs> Oh, yes. Well, um, that is when someone posts someone else's personally identifiable information on the internet, such as their home address and their personal phone number, in order to harass and or terrorize them. Yes, ten points. Thank you. This definition used the phrase without the consent, but that was strongly implied in what you said. Yes. Mm -hmm. Without the consent. All right, excellent. Cammy, hyper-local. Hyper-local. Oh, wow. Somebody. In my own opinion, of all of these, I actually thought this was the easiest because it means exactly what it sounds like. I'm <laughs> like a hyper local. Hyper local, somebody who. <laughs> you're hyper and you're here. I'm hyper and I'm local. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody who only shops and consumes things that are created in their own ecosystem. That would be an example of being hyper local, mm-hmm. actually, yes. Yeah. So I'll give you five points. Uh, the, the slightly more general definition is to be focused on a small geographical community such as your own neighborhood or some other very local region. College campus. College campus. Yeah. And um, so we'll do one more. So we've gone around twice. So we're back to you, Arthur. Imagine only eating stuff that came from Cleveland. That would be so depressing. I'd say imagine only... <laughs> well, there's lots of good stuff that Smelly grows fish. here. It's just you'd have to... On the one hand, I, I, I have read... I don't have the stat in front of me because I wasn't prepared, but approximately... 30 to 40 percent of all fuel is used yeah, shipping food. I know, I know why you should. It's just, yes. you know. Imagine eating only food you could walk to. Yeah. <laughs> you said all of Cleveland. How about within like your walking, walkable neighborhood? Eat a lot of feral gardens cats. And okay. Feral cats. Winter would be rough. <laughs> yes. Snow. Mm-hmm. For dessert. Uh, last one, Arthur. And this is another, this isn't like basic. This is a word that's a common old word, but it has a new trendy meaning. And that is just the word ship. Ship, yes. <laughs> it can be a verb, but yeah, it's short for relationship. And so shipping on a TV show or other work of fiction is when you mm-hmm. strongly desire two characters to get together. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Ten points. Take yeah. an interest in a romantic relationship between fictional characters. Could also be used for famous people like celebrities oh, or yeah. reality well, shows. Oh, that's creepier. But... <laughs> that's almost a little stalker in. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Now, Eliza, I hope you're having a good time in class. Uh, It has been said to me that sometimes I can be a little bit harsh or rely on constructive criticism too much. So in an effort to help improve my student's self-esteem, I have here a list of 101 random ways to praise a student. (laughs) And I just wanted to tell all of you guys, dynamite. 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 Are you crossing them off over time? Yes, correct. All right. at first, I thought I'd have a sound effect, like some kind of uh, old-fashioned computer was generating it and it was coming tumbling down, but it's that good. was too much of a hassle. It's good to have a list so you don't accidentally praise a student in a way that could be construed as harassment. <laughs> yes. Because right. somebody could get offended. Indeed. <laughs> um, we are sitting in Ohio, and you may or may not know, but in 2015, 
um, Ohio state government um, passed some new uh, gun regulations. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. And I have just here a list of questions. Some of them are yes, no questions, and some like are more specific about the current state of gun regulation in Ohio. Oh, man. And I will just say, oh, both go. for you and for my students listening at home, we're not going to get into like the gun issue. This is just the information about. <laughs> information we live in Ohio. about. Yeah. Yes. You live in Ohio. You want to know no, exactly where the guns on, are. Yeah, what kind of guns on gun are. issues? Go see Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So, just for example, is Ohio a concealed carry state? Yes. 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 Cami yes. said it first. Five points, uh, Cami. Right. That is correct. Um, what is the age at which you can apply for concealed carry? Is it twenty-one? Twenty-one. All right. Oh, Cammy knows her guns. Uh, that All was right. a good guess. Okay. I was going to say five. <laughs> um, if you, five. if you, <laughs> in some states it may be. This is actually in the gun issue. Whatever your side is, one of the problems that every state has its own. Rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, that's why we're focusing on Ohio. By the way, people, students listening at home, we couldn't do all fifty states. <laughs> big tangled mess. Yes. If you have a concealed carry permit, are you allowed to carry a loaded? handgun in your vehicle yes 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 that is correct I believe you are you'd have to be able to because you'd be driving places you know like yeah. kind yes. of defeat the purpose of the licensing yeah. well you you could conceivably have the gun and then load it and then the load place, it and then but, unload it yeah, but in yeah. Ohio you can have yeah. yeah how about can you carry your loaded gun in an establishment that serves alcohol I think right now it's yes isn't it it is yes mm -hmm. yeah um, but there, there's like a, a, a kind of a weird stipulation that you yourself can't be drinking. Okay. But how they would move. You can be in a bar, you just can't drink. You can't right. drink, so <laughs> yeah. you can be the designated driver with a gun. I will say there is a list of prohibited places where you can't conceal carry, but I didn't want to go over the whole list. But there's there, most of them are places you could guess. Schools. Uh, schools, nursery, like preschools. Hospitals. Hospitals, yeah. Yeah. government offices, courthouse, police stations. Yeah. Um, and then I, I believe local municipalities can add things to that list as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, does Ohio require a background check to buy a gun? It depends. To buy one, I believe, yes, but there's a gun show loophole. Ohio is yes. a gun show loophole state. Yeah. That is correct. Right. Yes. So, ten bonus points for Cami. Mm. All right. Liza, Cami is starting to rack up a bunch of points on this gun topic. Gun show man. loopholes. Yeah. You're the only one with a gun on your shirt in class. <laughs> you have a <laughs> weapon of mass doing? destruction on the and front and of your shirt. I have a peace shirt. symbol on my yes. shirt. Yes, Cami has a peace symbol on her shirt. The Millennium Falcon has laser cannons. Yes. They have laser cannons somewhere. It's a weapon of mass destruction, and smuggling contraband. Yes. When yeah, they, there we go, quad laser cannon. All right. When they do the background check, the state of Ohio allows the, um, there's like three different places you can go to do the background check, but there's one that most people use. Like, what is the most common source of the background check? The gun store? Well, the gun oh. store does the background check. Right. So it's a, it's who an, does? It's yeah. database? It's an uh, instant background check. It's like an it, electronic like thing. Like BCM or something like that? Well, there is a... I, I believe there's like a federal statute which is causing problems in some states that if they can't do the background check within three days, you don't have to wait more than three days. Yeah. So they're trying to make it so you can do it as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, so it's a federal, it's like the FBI. It's the FBI, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten points, the Arthur. Um, there are three main things that are looking for in the background check that would cause you to be 
banned or denied. Right. Felonies. Felonies are one. Violent crimes. Other um, misdemeanor violent crimes. Mm-hmm. Felonies, and there's a third thing. Um, Maybe any if you've been confined for mental illness, is that one like of them? attempted suicide? You, you know, um, the the there's like an asterisk on that. Involuntary confinement, or you, you know, um, you and Cammy can get lots of bonus points for mental health, but the problem is that's not going to be revealed on the FBI background oh, okay. check. Yeah, yeah. So one of the problems in Ohio is that it's inconsistently reported. Um, if a background check does reveal, and uh, there's actually a, a phrase here, and I wrote this down because I wanted to say it out loud, mental defections <laughs> or involuntary confinement. Uh, and if that shows up in a background check. But it basically takes the state attorney general to make sure that that appears on a person's record. Yeah. And it yeah. will not, and like a normal FBI background check, it will probably not show up. Right, because no. it's not an FBI issue. So it is not, Yeah. so it is like a parallel and important issue, and Ohio's law is kind of vague and inconsistently applied. But there is actually still a third thing besides felonies and violent misdemeanors. I want to say maybe like driving violations or something? Sexual nope. offenses? No, nope. unless they were violent also. Yeah. But okay. not driving, not... Um, sexual offenses. Do they they check that you're um, that you're legally here, right? They check you're not an illegal you know, immigrant. Um, you do have to be a Ohio resident. Okay. Um, but I also don't think that is part of the FBI. Yeah, yeah. That's part of like the either the application or the gun purchase. Well, you have said felonies, violent misdemeanors, ah. and 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 drug convictions. Oh, oh. yeah. That makes sense, even though it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> More on drugs, man. And okay. And um, two more questions on this topic. Um, does Ohio have a waiting period? I don't believe so. Correct. There's no waiting period. I mean, again, other than the background check, and again, even for private sales or the gun show loophole, there's right. no background checks. So right. there's no official waiting period. And then... One group that is um, an advocate of gun regulation is the Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence. And I'm only just mentioning one thing when I was doing this research, this came up. You know, they are an advocacy group and they do have a point of view, but one of the things they do is they give each state a grade. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear. So Ohio's grade, and this is a letter grade just like a class. I'm going to guess it's like D. Yeah, I'm going to say D. Yeah, yeah. They did give them a D. Not even a D plus. Yeah. 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 And again, uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. If someone's interested, go to the website. They'll explain oh, yeah. why it's a D. But and then you can argue about it on Facebook. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> lots, lots of people with guns here. Watch the news to find <laughs> out why yeah, it's a yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, in terms of um, gun violence compared to states, we're like in the middle. Like we're not the worst, but we're not right. the best. Right. Um, so there's definitely room for improvement if you think that's an issue that needs addressing. Right. All right. So we reached a part of the show where I'm going to tally your scores and come up with the winner of the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. But before I do, I'm going to give you each one more chance to improve your grades through extra credit. All right. I love extra credit. Extra credit. The way we do extra credit is I'm going to give you a random topic. The students listening at home need to know that you do not know what this topic is until I say it five seconds from now. And then you each get a chance to say something interesting, fact, (laughs) trivia, information. Mm -hmm. Or BS. Or BS. You can BS it, whatever you want to say. And your topic is farming. Farming. 
Tell me an interesting fact or trivia about farming. Fact or trivia? Just you're, anything. You're looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Is it my turn? Okay. Um, if you have something to say, it's your turn. Uh, I, I'm still thinking. Someone else go. I'm looking at Eliza's Star Wars shirt. Yes, I was so thinking about... So I'm going to try to steal the nerd prize that, <laughs> that Luke Skywalker's family on Tatooine <laughs> were moisture farmers. And it turns out what that officially means is they weren't farming food, they were literally farming water. So, so like, when he tells them to go out and, like, check the condensers, like, they have a giant, um, a giant, like, farm of, like, condensers that condenses moisture from the air, and then they sell the water. Yes. Which, which might happen in California soon, <laughs> you know. And what I think is great is um, you definitely get the, the weird twin prize. Because I looked at Eliza's shirt and thought the exact same thing. <laughs> you got that. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like the usual suspects. We're all going off of your shirt because we can yeah. see it. Yeah. Excellent. Cammie, you're an equestrian. You must know something about farms. Uh, no, absolutely nothing about farms at all. <laughs> Interesting thing about farms, if you don't fence them in, something's going to get loose and get into your neighbor's property once in a while. Uh, and then every time there's a loose animal, you're going to get a phone call about it. Well, I'll cut you some slack if you want to say something interesting about horses. They're a farm animal. They are farm I am talking about horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you're the biggest farm in the area, every time there's a loose horse, whether it's yours or not, you're the one called about it. All right. Those are two very strong contenders, Eliza. Okay. You must know something about farming. Well, I've been reading about soe sheep recently, which are an, an interesting uh, primitive breed of sheep from the British Isles. Um, and when the Romans complimented British wool, they, uh, they were harvesting that wool from soy sheep. And you can actually get soy sheep in the uh, U.S., and they're very small. They're very, oh, like, cool. you, th you think of sheep okay. as, like, I don't know, waist high or something, but they're very, they're little. They're, like, they're like medium-sized dogs. They're very <laughs> cute. And so I've, that, that's something I've been thinking about recently. Like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have some of those? Now that's they're, a cool fact. Yeah, they're historic animals, so are they specially mm -hmm. bred now just as historic animals? Yeah, or are they... They, well, there's a, you know, the, um, you know, the, the wild ponies on like Chicoteague mm -hmm. and Assateague okay. Island down mm -hmm. in Virginia? I think they do a roundup every year. Cammie does. Saint, uh, Saint, <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe the island is called like St. Kilda's. Right. They, they evacuated it during like World War II and they just released a bunch of sheep there. Um, right. So is and so they're they're like semi wild and every year I think they round up some of them sure. and uh, and sell them off to farms okay. and stuff. But I know some of the historical sites, uh, the farms around you know the East Coast, our colonial villages, mm -hmm. they like tr try to breed historically accurate animals. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. a whole like breeding program. What were cows like two hundred? Bring years back ago. the yeah. 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 So, okay. It's like the guy who's trying to bring back woolly mammoths you know, to, by yeah. finding very hairy elephants. <laughs> take everything and make it bigger here. <laughs> um, I have to say, for extra credit, you all like raised the bar, but Eliza's tiny historical sheep has got to yeah. take the cake. Right, so, yeah. so that was a thing, the Romans praising British wool. Yeah. Because in Age of Empires II, <laughs> oh my God. the British... He's, he's making another grab for he's your nerd prize. The British <laughs> advantage is that you can get double the resources from sheep. Uh -huh. So that must be the, the reason for that. Yeah. Pretty hardcore into sheep. Praising. Praising. That's more of a New Zealand nothing. problem, let's face it. <laughs> but having uh, said that, the final results of your final grades the winner of today's coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana, is Eliza. Hooray! All right. First time. Yes. Er. Well, your extra credit puts you over, because okay. Cammie was running the table on the gun stuff. That's you know, true. So. The gun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. The gun I stuff. I don't know anything about yeah. guns. Guns versus sheep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a comic book. <laughs>
So it just remains for me, your host, to thank you, my students. Uh, Eliza, thank you for coming today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Cammie, thank you for coming to class thank today. Thank you, Jerry. And Arthur, thanks for coming to class today. Thanks for having me. And thank you, my students listening at home. And uh, I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe. Thank you very much. Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Stephen Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe. <laughs>